from the WashingtonPost.com. It's a very interesting article to me. I've been talking about this uh, specific topic, and this is a short segment because I got an Anthony Peak, Vice President of Risk Adjustment from Centene coming in. He's gonna he's gonna drop some knowledge on us. Amazon will acquire primary care provider One Medical for 3.9 billion. Companies announced last Thursday in a major expansion of the tech giant's healthcare ambitions. The deal, one of the largest acquisitions ever, will give Amazon a physical network of healthcare offices and providers, as well as access to technology the startup has built to enable virtual doctor visits. It adds to the company's existing healthcare portfolio, which includes an online pharmacy and Amazon Care a virtual and in-home urgent care service. Nevertheless, privacy advocates are raising concerns about the consequences of the tech giant, which already knows what millions of customers have purchased. And asked Alexa, getting access to patients' healthcare records and some of Amazon's healthcare efforts have stumbled in the past. Now, I have talked a lot about these large conglomerates and, and companies that have tried to get into healthcare unsuccessfully. And I've basically said in, in many ways that I'm trying to be tactful because I might want to consult for some of these companies, but I've, I've tried to, I've tried to kind of paint the picture that it doesn't matter how many brilliant people you have from Harvard or Yale or Stanford or Duke or Northwestern or Michigan or Oxford, or wherever you find your your brilliant Rhodes Scholars, 145 IQ, 150 IQ, 160 IQ people, that healthcare at its core is not just a brilliant doctor, brilliant clinician, brilliant tech space. Healthcare is actually the smartest people that I've worked with and the people that were the backbone of healthcare that I work with that reported to me, they were the nurses that knew ICD-10 inside and out and, and had been in nursing for 30 years. They were not the people that, that went to Stanford and had Stanford MBAs. A lot of the, the medical billing leaders and people that I've worked with, they didn't even go to college. A lot of them are military people. They're in the Air Force or the army, they got into healthcare, they've been around, they know where all the bodies are buried. And they understand the revenue cycle. Because if you don't get the right information on the claim, it doesn't matter how brilliant the system is behind it. And so I've always talked about, I will take, I'll take a team, if, 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 you, have a, if you have a healthcare draft, I'm gonna take a team of a bunch of nurses and coder clinicians and customer service rock stars and maybe one or two analytics people and I'm gonna run circles around your Harvard and Yale people that don't understand healthcare. Now they understand how to build these big delivery systems and ultimately over time that's gonna win but short term, the thing about healthcare, if you don't perform in three years, you're out of a job anyway. So if you're a C-suite, you got three years to get it together. VP, C-suite level, three, four years. If you can't do whatever you were brought in to do in three or four years, you're not going to have a job. So I don't, I don't have time to wait for Skippy to find a new way to reinvent the wheel. 
That said, the COVID pandemic changed everything because now it's about telehealth. And CMS has, has made some changes to where telehealth, especially in, in my field, Medicare, Medicaid, in the old days, you couldn't use telehealth unless you were in a rural area, did not have access to specific doctors. So let's say that you have, um, let's say that you have issues, you're heading towards end-stage renal disease. So you're stage three, stage four, chronic kidney disease. Well, if you didn't, if you live out in the sticks, you don't have access to a DeVita. Therefore, CMS said people that are in that predicament, they'll work with them and allow them to use telehealth. Well, now telehealth is, is the standard. So everybody's using telehealth. Everybody needs telehealth. Telehealth is so important to the success of somebody's health care, especially seniors, especially people that have limited mobility or have limited transportation or people that are in, in urban centers. People that work in situations that don't have more than 30 minutes to get off, they don't, they don't have the time to take two buses to go to a doctor across town. So I think that Amazon and other companies are now positioning themselves to be successful because healthcare is going to become more about the delivery model than the actual clinical care itself. You've gotten to a place where clinical care in many ways is homogenized. It's almost a commodity. Except for people that are really sick, that have emergent and life-threatening issues, complex diabetics, complex hypertensive, people that can't walk, that have terrible arthritis. But the most, the majority of individuals that just need a checkup, that just need to check, they're in early stages of chronic illness. They're not immobilized. They're still working. They're still active. A lot of those people can get things done via telehealth. Amazon has the money to build the best telehealth network in the country. So this creates quite a scenario because let's say that a member has diabetes or has high blood pressure and they're ordering their food from Amazon so they can see that you just ordered several packages of Oreo double stuffed cookies. But they also have your medical records, so they know that your A1C is like nine and a half. And your blood pressure is 150 over 120, or 160 over 120. But they see your habits of expenditures. They, they see where you're spending your money. They see what type of food you're buying. That's going to be very interesting. Um, I think the telehealth network, I think that that's outstanding. I think conceptually Amazon is one of the few companies that has the money, that has the infrastructure to get it done. But it does start to infringe on privacy. Do you have a right? Now, David Meyer talks about accountability all the time. He says that, hey, I have some health issues. If you see me doing something I shouldn't be doing, let me know. He's like, James, I want you to be my accountability partner. And there are a lot of people in healthcare that believe perhaps we should just have more accountability. Should managed care, should we be paying for individuals that have COPD and emphysema that refuse to quit smoking? Is it the health plan's job to put them in a smoking cessation program and help them to quit? But what if they refuse to quit? Should the federal government pay for someone that refuses to eat healthy, that refuses to take advantage of opportunities to be healthier, to be mobile? to eat foods that are better and, and have less sugar and less salt. So it's very interesting 
when you get the concept of Big Brother knowing your your whole purchase history, knowing what you're talking about on Alexa, and then actually having access to your medical records. So I used to work with Epic, and I worked with Epic MyChart back in the day. It was one of my first jobs is I ran a program at a large hospital for Epic MyChart, and I actually helped put an EMR into the hospital and learn my chart inside and out. Well, people have the electronic health record and the personal health record, and we're trying to get people to use their personal health record to manage chronic illness. But with technology is so interesting because what's gonna happen, like if I, so let's say that Amazon goes all in on this and they have a health plan. So they file for an H plan at CMS and they have a health plan, they have the Amazon health plan. If I'm a member, and back to the, the scenario, if I'm a diabetic and I order and I order that that double stuff package of Oreos, are they gonna say is is the is something gonna pop up and say, no, Mr. Lewis, you cannot order these double stuff Oreos because your diabetic A1C is too high. You know, if I have high blood pressure and I order a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Is there going to be a red pop-up saying that we're sorry, Mr. Lewis, we're not allowing you to eat these Doritos until your blood pressure gets within acceptable ranges? That's just going to be a very interesting concept. But but ultimately, that's where we're going. That's the future. And, and I'm here to see it. It's going to be a very wild ride. Paragon 7 Studios. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. I love guns, just for the record. I'm all over the, the map today. I, I love guns. One thing about me, a lot of people don't know. Um, if you see me in Nashville, there is a 99.9% chance that I'm armed. Because in, in Nashville and in Tennessee, you can you can carry conceal. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I always got the toast on me. I'm not a thug. I live in a gated community. I'm not trying to be a tough guy, but I but I always have a gun on me. I always have a burner on me all the time because it's legal. It's my right as an American to got the, to, to have the strap. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. To the poets and the perfectionists, the warriors and the warriors, the timely and the timeless. We're Care First Blue Cross Blue Shield. And we're transforming healthcare for the future, for today, for the communities we serve. This is our pledge to you. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G. 
James Lewis. And what the pistol packing people say you better obey. Just in the nick of time, I commit the perfect crime. Rip my heart out my chest and put it right into a rhyme. I don't feel pain because that's all in the mind. And what's mine is mine and yours is mine. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. I'm a bald head with a knife. I want your money or your life. So, 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 so. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Here we go. Prepare your radio to be blast. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. You now tuned in to the Lance J Radio Show.